Good morning. My name is Deacon Norman Freeman, and I will be presenting today's lesson titled, The Lord Appears, from Luke, the 24th chapter, verses 36 through 53. Let us first go to God in prayer. Great Jehovah Yahweh, we humbly submit ourselves before you this day, thanking you for another opportunity to study your word. We pray that your word will go forward in a manner that will be pleasing and acceptable to you. We pray that you will use this lesson in a way that someone will be drawn to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. We praise you and we worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today's lesson, titled The Lord Appears, from Luke, the 24th chapter, verse 36 through 53, is divided into three parts for ease of discussion. I will read the scripture in three corresponding parts from the King James Version and then discuss each part directly after the scripture reading. These three parts are Jesus, Part 1, Jesus' appearance to his disciples behind closed doors, Luke 24, chapter, verse 36 through 43. Part 2, Jesus' appearance to his disciples in Jerusalem, Luke 24, chapter, verse 44 through 49. And part three, Jesus' ascension, Luke 24th chapter, verses 50 through 53. Now, according to the Bible, the Israelite history of the city began in 1000 BC with King David's conquest of Jerusalem, following which Jerusalem became the city of David and capital of the United Kingdom of Israel. According to the books of Samuel, the Jebusites resisted attempts by the Israelites to capture the city, and by the time of King David were mocking such attempts, claiming that even the blind and the lame could defeat the Israelite army. David managed to capture the city by stealth, sending his forces through a water shaft and attacking the city from the inside. Gihon Spring is a spring in the Kidron Valley, it is the main source of water for the Pool of Siloam. The city was expanded to the south and declared by David to be the capital of the kingdom of Israel. After the capture of the city, David constructed an altar at the location of a threshing floor he had purchased from Arana here in the city. King Solomon later built the Temple of Solomon at a location which the Book of Chronicles describes as David's altar. Throughout the Old and New Testament, Jerusalem is always the central place that the leaders, judges, prophets, and people are affiliated with in some way. The book of Luke demonstrates this point. In the beginning of the book, Luke opens with the scene from the temple where Zechariah is worshiping and is told by an angel of the Lord that John the Baptist would be born. Immediately following that announcement, the birth of Jesus is foretold, all in and around Jerusalem. Throughout the book of Luke, we are given hints that Jerusalem is where all the most important events will occur. So it is no surprise that Jesus predicted that his suffering on the cross, death, and resurrection would occur in Jerusalem. The book of Luke ends with Jesus' followers worshiping in the temple in Jerusalem. The scripture for part one, Jesus' appearance to his disciples behind closed doors, 
Luke, the 24th chapter, verse 36 through 43. And verse 36 reads, And as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified and affrighted and supposed that they had seen a spirit. And he said unto them, Why are ye troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that is, I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones, as ye see me have. And when he had done thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they yet believed not for joy and wondered, he said unto them, have ye any meat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and of an honeycomb. And he took it and did eat before them. The upper room was their meeting place in the coming days. The disciples were discussing Jesus' appearances to the women, to Peter, and the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. Then Jesus appeared again to all of them, with the exception of Thomas. This event occurred in the evening of the first day of Jesus' resurrection. We learn from the Gospel of John that the disciples closed the door for fear of the Jews. Jesus standing before them with the door closed is not surprising. Even before his resurrection, he demonstrated his supernatural ability. Thus, it is not strange that he could suddenly appear in the midst in their midst without opening a door or a window. They did not hear a knock at the door, the door open, or any footsteps. He simply appeared and greeted them. Jesus had an immortal resurrected body, which allowed him to appear and disappear. At the resurrection of the dead, we too will be given new bodies. Jesus greeted them in traditional Jewish fashion. Peace be unto you. The disciples were confused about the resurrection. They were still confused. Their fear was probably increased at the sudden appearance of Jesus in the midst of a closed room. To them, only spirit beings could go through a closed door or a wall, so they thought they were seeing a ghost. After all the evidence they had that Jesus had risen from the grave, they still doubted his promise of being resurrected on the third day. Jesus now calls on the third sense, that of touch. That was important. A spirit can be seen or heard, but a spirit cannot be touched. If Jesus were not resurrected physically, there would have been no bodily resurrection at all. But there is a body, the same one that hung on the cross, that was nailed in his hands and his feet and pierced in his side. He invited them to touch him for assurances that he was not a ghost, for spirits do not have flesh and blood. Scripture for part two, Jesus' appearance to his disciples in Jerusalem. Luke, the 24th chapter, verse 44 through 49. And verse 44 reads, And he said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you, while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, 
which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins could be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Now let's discuss part two. Appearance of Jesus' appearance of to his disciples in Jerusalem. Jesus highlights a certain difference between his former relations with them and this new phase. While I was yet with you, refers to his ministry before his death. In addition to his teaching and miracles, he shared all the peculiarities of human life. He suffered hunger, thirst, fatigue, and pain. He expressed emotions, including weeping when Lazarus died. But now he is no longer present with his disciples in the same manner, though he is with them physically. He is no longer constrained by the laws of nature, and he has a different agenda. Once they accepted the resurrection of the Lord, they were ready to listen to the teaching from the scriptures, which they could now understand. This happens through the work of the Holy Spirit. Jesus summarized for them that the Old Testament speaks about his redemptive suffering on the cross, his death, and his resurrection on the third day. Isaiah prophesied about the suffering of the Messiah in Isaiah 53, which is known as the suffering servant. Jesus himself referred to the snake lifted up by Moses in the desert as a symbol of his crucifixion. John the third chapter verses 14 and 15 describes this, and I will read it from the NIV. Verse 14 reads, Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. He also referred to Jonah's stay in the stomach of the fish as a symbol of his stay in the tomb. Matthew 12, chapter, verse 40 records this, and the NIV reads, for as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. These are examples that Jesus used to teach his disciples. In spite of all that they knew about Jesus, the disciples cannot be effective witnesses if they are not empowered by God himself. Jesus earnestly asked them to be patient and stay in Jerusalem until the promise of the gift of the Holy Spirit is fulfilled. Discussion for part two continued. The goal of Jesus's death is the atonement of sin. Without the shedding of blood on the cross, there would be no forgiveness of sin and reconciliation with God. The scripture for part three Jesus' ascension, Luke 24th chapter, 
verse 50 through 53. Verse 50 reads, He led them out as far as, as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. Amen. Now let's discuss part three, Jesus's ascension. When Jesus had finished teaching them, he led the apostles and the disciples to a village on the Mount of Olives called Bethany. This Bethany is not the hometown of Jesus's friends, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. This village was a mile away from Jerusalem. This scene occurred on the 40th day after his resurrection. As Jesus blessed them, something strange happened. The Lord lifted him up into heaven before their eyes. The one who could appear and disappear suddenly was proving to them again that he is really Lord of Lords and that he rules over the physical principles of this world. A grave could not hold him captive and gravity could not limit him. Before the resurrection, they referred to Jesus most often as teacher or master. After his appearance to Peter, they called him by the title Lord. And now they were filled with joy, ready to worship him. They knew without a doubt that they were with the Lord of Lords, the Son of God incarnate. He deserved their worship, and they will dedicate their lives to his service, even to the point of death. They went back to Jerusalem to wait for the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit. The fulfillment of the promise will be the green light for the start of their ministries. After their return from Bethany, they were continually in the temple, praising God until the Pentecost festival 10 days later. This ends today's lesson. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for giving light to your ways and opening our minds that we may see the things that you have stored up for us. Help us to remember to be obedient to you in every way. Help us to recognize that while we are alive here on earth, that we must live in a manner that reflects your ways and your values. Give us the wisdom to know and understand what life in your presence will be like. Help us to understand that all we need to do is tell the story and the Holy Spirit does the rest. Bless this lesson and allow it to touch someone to bring them to a closer relationship with Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen.